Cracks and Pomo will be releasing a zine featuring a variety of writers, some of whom have been featured on this podcast. To order a copy or to make a contribution to our funds, please DM at Cracks and Pomo. Hope someone else gets called a dumbass. Um, okay. So, how am I introducing you? Matt and Nicola? Yeah. Matt Di Nicola. Di Nicola. However you want. Okay. So, yeah, this will be, this will be informal. This will be very chill. Um, you should see my podcast. <laughs> What's your podcast? Uh, it's called The Salt Box. The Salt Box. Yeah. Any, anything goes on there. Anything? No, I mean... I had this theory... For a while. About podcasting. Because I got this... I got this field recorder. Which I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And for a few... Like, a, pre- a, a brief period of time, I was recording, essentially, like, not the entire day, but I was recording, like, for a long lengths of time. Like, me around my apartment, me walking somewhere, me talking with my family or my friends. And I was, and it was interesting to think about, at what point does it become the podcast, you know? Because life is always happening. It is. But the podcast is like, I guess when you hit record, but when you're recording all the time, that's not a podcast. Like 24-7, mm. 24-7 audio recording and just post it, that's not a podcast. Do you post the whole thing or you post I never like, posted any of them. You never posted any of them. Because I was, I was, I couldn't ever figure out that question. That makes me think of the Truman Show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the answer I concluded is the podcast was then when I was not recording. Interesting. Yeah. The anti-podcast. Yeah. So I may as well introduce our guest today. Mm-hmm. Matt DiNicola is a photographer extraordinaire. <laughs> Artiste. Yeah. Um, he just followed me around in the West Village near Washington Square Park. Yeah. Um, doing a photo shoot for the upcoming zine, the Cracks in Postmodernity zine. I think this is the first time we're ever talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Matt is uh, one of our official photographers. We roamed around the West Village and now we are at Palm Frites, which is a very fancy bougie french fry restaurant yes belgian french fries yes we're eating um what is this the the greek frites it has like greek seasoning on it yeah it's Uh, quite good yeah feta cheese dill some pepper i'm i'm pretty impressed as a greek person i I am half greek greek and italian so Mm. my opinion counts a lot it tastes very greek so i'm happy good but yeah, so Nav is going to tell us 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna monologue. I'm asking a monologue about um, so yeah. So you're a photographer. Photography is uh, a great art form. Tell us first, how did you get into it? Like, what inspired? What sparked the interest in photography? Um, I came from a family involved with music. My brother was a. He picked up playing the saxophone in like the fourth grade. And that was inspired my, by my dad who played jazz. I played a bit of the drums, but around early bit of high school, Instagram just came out and I started just taking photographs like everybody was. And at that point, it's like, you know, everybody was taking selfies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the girls were taking selfies, and, and, and the guy took a selfie. It was pretty cringe. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, what, what is a guy to take pictures of? Um, things I was interested at the time, like uh, anything that had the polo logo on it. Um, <laughs> Cool-looking landscapes. And then it eventually became flowers. And I started to experiment with, like how close you could get the iPhone to the flower for that, like, macro effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I think for my birthday, my parents got me a camera. Um, and I just started playing around with that. It was Canon Rebel T3 with the kit lens, which is, which is crap. But you make it work, you know? You what you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't give, like, a child... Uh, you know, saxophone player, Selmer Mark Six, and then say, hey, man, like, get to playing, you know, you have to work, you have to work your way up. Um, Don't mind that giant truck backing up in the background. <laughs> it is real New York. Doesn't get more real than this. No, yeah. Um, so you got your camera. Yeah, and I started taking pictures, and uh, about, I just, we, I was taking pictures of shoes. I was really into, okay. like, sneaker culture at the time why because that's what uh you know a 15 year old would be into jordans Mm -hmm. asics runner shoes whatever so there was like this facebook group it was called like what did you wear today interesting okay guys would like post pictures of their sneakers but really they would do it with their cameras not just their so it was kind of about like how do you make a good looking you know a lot of background blur stuff like that So that kind of like sparked my interest early on and then that eventually just led to me getting interested in taking pictures and more seriously. And to make a long story short, because I could go through every era, but we'll keep it concise, um, I started bringing my camera to school with me like every day. And that's how I really felt an eye and got better. From there, I was never in a photography class in high school until my senior year, and I got thrown into class. Uh, and I had already been learning on my own, like self-taught. Um, and then, so it was funny when I got to class because people looked at me. They were, like, I was in photo one. And they're like, this guy's like a legend, you know. <laughs> it was so, like big fish and small. But pond. you walking around with your camera, like, did people think that was cool? Like, did people want you to take their picture? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would imagine. I think like. Especially because I think, you know, phones were popular at the time. Yeah. But there was a little less self-awareness than there is now mm-hmm. about your, like, presence digitally. Yeah. 
So people were just like allowed to be photographed in, in that sort of capacity. Um, a lot of pictures of friends and I was in the school band and I would take pictures of my bandmates and stuff. And then from that photo class, I started getting into black and white. Nice. Yeah, and I went real deep on that, like put a dark room in my basement. I was, and I had to uh, construct the walls in there with, uh, with, with garbage bags. Wow. Yeah, and it was not ventilated, so I was just like oh, inhaling wow. fumes. <laughs> because you don't need a dark room to develop. You need yeah. it for printing. Yeah. So I was making prints, like I had an enlarger, mm. etc. Um, and with the black and white from there, I got, I mean, that was, at that point, I already knew I wanted to pursue this as a career, and I went to SBA, and I, I applied there, and I got it. Not super far from here. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I actually have a funny story about yes. NYU, um, which was at the time in college, uh, you know, you're young, you're starting to become more aware of the world and politically and stuff and, and uh, I was interested in like libertarianism really? yeah I wouldn't have had you pegged for that really? yeah cause like nobody's a libertarian not anymore. anymore yeah at least it's not like cool to be but no so they didn't have um, a group they didn't really have any political groups on my campus so I found myself coming down to NYU and getting involved with the NYU College Libertarians. Libertarians at NYU? Yeah. They didn't crucify them? I mean, all five of us, you know, really. Oh. <laughs> like, okay. We wow. would meet up and we'd discuss current events, whatever. I made some really good friends from that, you know, because okay. it's a pretty um, <laughs> niche sort of interest. Um, yeah, and... and that's kind of my knowings about NYU and just wow, coming down this like way. like nobody has that story, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. NYU for the libertarians. Especially because I was at SVA, which is an art school, you oh. know, like... Where there were no libertarians at SVA. No, there was zero. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in the DSA, probably. Um, did you vote Jorgensen? 20, what was that, 2020? Yeah, I think I did. She seemed kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, after that, I kind of swore to myself I'm never going to vote again. That's fair. Which I don't... I'm not going to judge you for that. Yeah, I don't really know at this point, but I just remember putting in that vote. I just felt really gross about myself. Not just about... It wasn't about her. It was just, like, in general. I was like... Yeah. This doesn't feel right. Like, I mean, going to local politics, and then I just, like, put the names of people I'd never heard of in my life. I was like... Yeah. Why am I in the position to, like, choose, you know? I mean, at this point, I was not, like, uh, working full-time and yeah. had no responsibilities. It's <laughs> when you work, when you're out in the world and you have to, like, fiend for yourself, you, you start to realize about the issues that sort of matter to you. The real issues. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, in, since the time I've graduated... It's been a little rough because COVID and stuff, but yeah. the past year I came back to New York and um, found myself just photographing people in this sort of arty scene um, of like-minded individuals and like 
that's been really exciting for me, yeah. honestly. It's just kind of finding whatever that whatever that community is and that sort of interest and exploring that in images because I mean there are yeah I don't know there are people people photograph a lot of different things but that's like one of my projects but what is it that's so powerful about images as a medium to like communicate like why are we so drawn to the visual that's a great question um, I think because you experience the world with your eyes. Yeah. And um, I think words sometimes are, are misleading and insufficient. Yeah. That's not to say that photographs are truthful. Sure. Because photographs are certainly misleading. Yeah. They paint a certain image. I mean, my I have an interest in realism to a certain extent with photography. But... Um, but at times, uh, I find myself doing work that I think is more out of the ordinary mm-hmm. or tries to be, you know, striving for, like, like, there's a new plane, like, there's reality, and then there's something, the drama that's, like, above that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, images, I think, because they just communicate so much at one time, like, I mean, like, the corny phrase, like, yeah. pictures worth a thousand words, but... Which is true. I think it's because Im- images can be read in different ways, yeah. and also not linearly. Like you have to leave, read left to right from the top to the bottom of the page, and it's like everything at once. And you can ponder it for a long time. You can move on immediately. I mean, there's a lot of potential there. So that being said, what is going on? In the world of photography right now. Now? Yes, like art, photography, <laughs> fashion, photography. What's what's the wave there? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know because it's such a broad medium and has so many different use cases. Um, but that's besides the point because you ask, like, in the world of art, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't gone to many shows, galleries recently. Um, and the stuff that I have seen hasn't, like, nothing burned into my brain. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't say much. Yeah. But then, so you mentioned about how, like, when you started getting into photography, Instagram was becoming a thing... How has Instagram social media changed the game with photography? Yeah. That's a good question. I think because to a degree it's like everyone has access to like visual literacy. Yeah. But nobody's speaking the same language. Hmm. Okay. And what's or at that? least there are many different languages of like um uh the sort of language is broad, but like because there are different visual languages, like how you take a picture for a certain purpose, for social media, you know? It may involve a certain style, shot at a certain vantage point, using a particular um, setup, stuff like that. And that's been interesting to think about how 
there are all these different intersections because I guess images have different goals, you know what I mean, of what they're trying to communicate. You know, an advertising image is trying to sell you on something. Um, whereas, like, some images, um, like in a police crime scene, are like documentation. So it's sort of dependent on, like, the context. But to bring it back for Instagram, I mean... Because most, most of the images you see on Instagram are probably um, of people to a certain degree. Maybe it was more true like 10 years ago. It was like just about yourself as an image. You know, it's like transforming the, the physical body into like pure image, right? Yeah. Like, and that's what sort of makes them exciting or even sometimes like erotic is that you're like turning yourself into something not real you know it's like flatness about how you look or how people should be perceiving you or how you put your image out there into the world yeah stuff like that yeah i mean first like with the dawn of selfies i'm very interested in what selfies say about like our sense of i guess identity but also just but they're not even relevant anymore. It's like, I'm trying to think what people are posting now. I mean, people... They I post pictures of themselves, but it's not a selfie. It's not a selfie. It's yeah. posed. Somebody's taking it. Because um, I think the selfie died after, like, the Kim Kardashian, like, Rizzoli book of, of her <laughs> selfies. That kind of, like, ended that whole thing, really. Yeah. Because now it's, like, it's cringe. It's yeah. trashy. Yeah. But now, I mean, honestly, I feel like doing these posed pictures with some kind of, like, coy caption underneath, it's becoming cringe in its own way now. I don't know. I think, like, for some, among some communities, some populations, like, it's still cool. Especially, like, in a sexual sense. Like, if you, if you want people to slide into your DMs, you're, you know looking for someone yeah like, yeah of course you want to post a thirst trap yes. but otherwise in respectable company it's like oh what are you doing yeah um but what do you like what effect do you think like for example posting a thirst trap like what effect is that having on people's relationships and their like i don't know their sense of self yeah i mean i think there's just like an underlying motive probably I mean, this is a bit of a deviation from just strict talk about photography, but, yeah. like, certainly people, like, want to gain something to a certain degree when they post themselves in a certain way. But, yeah, it could be misleading when people are like, I'm just posting, like, half-naked uh, for no particular reason. You know? They're like, oh, it's just me being me. It's like, no, bitch, like... You want people to look at you in a certain way. And it's kind of sad just, like, watching people doing these Instagram photo shoots. Yeah. Who, like, will do a hundred pictures. And especially, like, when you're... When you see people doing thirst traps, like, at the beach. Or especially, like, when I'm at the gym, you see people in the locker room. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you... Like, do you have any consciousness of what this looks like right now? But also, like why you're doing it like if it's because you want sexual attention yeah that's pretty much it okay but it's like no because i want to post my games like who gives a shit about your games 
Yeah, I mean, that could lead in a whole other conversation. I know. It's, uh, it's becoming a world in itself. But anyway, it's difficult to get the fries in the bag without the cheese going everywhere. <laughs> the napkin. I'll just fold it over. That's smart. Yeah, I approve of these french fries. I endorse Omfrites. Everyone should eat them. As Matt throws out the bag. We're not littering here. Um, so I'm going to ask Matt about... Rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. No, I'm oh, just about, kidding. I'm just no, kidding. we're going to talk about New York. So, yeah, so we just walked around West Village a little bit. Um, I was saying to Matt earlier that I haven't seen Manhattan this alive since before COVID. Yeah. And today is an off day because it's kind of cloudy and chilly. Yeah. But I mean, just, people are still out, yeah. I know. But even, like, last week when it was sunny, it was packed. Like, everyone's out now. Yeah. Um, what's, what was your take walking around today? What, what are some things you observed in the West Village? Um, I don't know. Just, like, live music. Um, I guess it was cool to see people interacting. I mean, that's definitely a part of New York is just bumping into people and making conversation yeah. but at the same time having people can just be in their own like little worlds mm-hmm. like we are right now exactly. I mean just completely ignore everybody walking past you know some people have been staring at us you, you didn't see it because you're facing yeah I'm faced back yeah yeah there is someone who was looking at the french fries <laughs> and was like oh cool they only had french fries and then there was a girl in a weird wheelchair who just passed by like two minutes ago yeah who said we were weird <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm in my own little world here. I mean, look, we're, we're down by NYU. Yeah. I mean, it's like... All kinds of wildlife down here. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to hang out here fucking, I don't even know, six years ago. Not even heavily. I couldn't imagine going to NYU, but it just seems like it never ends. Like, college school never ends. Like, it's always, like, a new, yeah. you know? I mean, that's just kind of bizarre if you're in this area. It's just like constant influx of like new college students who come to new york bright-eyed bushy-tailed and then and they're still then 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 they still don't get a reality check because you're in college yeah we're... The, re- the reality check for me was like getting a fucking full-time job that's when everything changes <laughs> i know the whole game changes yeah yeah but we're part of the manhattan 99 percent because we didn't go to columbia or nyu mm. those people you know there's those are a certain kind of people who think something about themselves yeah i find because when i i was saying when i got waitlisted from nyu i cried yeah. which is what you're supposed to do and then when i started hanging out out around here i was like oh wow like i would never want to go here <laughs> with these people i mean even if you don't get into the school it's like you can hang around here yeah. and catch the vibe if you yeah. want really we don't want to insult any nyu listeners not that any of them are listening <laughs> but um Maybe. it is a cool neighborhood we're jealous of you what are some of the places you would go out to around here? Uh, around here? Probably nowhere. Nowhere. I, I, don't, I don't go out a lot. And that's sort of the, I mean, that's my problem. <laughs> Living in New York and not uh, taking advantage of, like, the yeah. nightlife, you know what I mean? So then what do you do when you go around out in the back? I feel like now, not to complain, but I just where I'm at currently is you know I work 9 to 5 yeah. I get home uh, I have to cook 
I have a dog now. I have okay. to take care of the dog. By the time that's all over, I'm fucking tired and I go to bed. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Yeah, and on the weekend, I, I it's like everything's kind of, uh, not to make it negative, but it was just like kind of a reality check. It's like the fun of moving to New York is the possibility of spontaneity and like, and then I realized, wait, you have to, like we experienced a little bit today, it's like yeah. you have to plan around everybody's schedule. Yes, you do. Yeah, and yes, uh, do. it's hard to like make it work all the time. Yeah. So the things that I end up do doing is like I already had a plan in advance. I'm gonna go to the movies, you know. We're gonna go out to eat. I'm gonna hang at the apartment with a friend, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you're in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. So what are your thoughts on Brooklyn? Um. What's the deal over there? The deal. The deal is that I have, I think, a limited perspective. Um. Especially because in my own neighborhood, I don't even really feel that comfortable walking around. Mm, so so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in my, like, little bubble. Like, I, I get inside, and I'm just happy to be home. Um, especially because how much... I just... I, I don't know. I guess my justification is, like, well, the rent's so much, I don't feel bad if I don't go out because yeah. I'm in town. This is what I'm paying for. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn. But, I mean... Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn... Yeah, yeah, whatever. I sound like uh, kind of NYU girls. Yes, I feel like uh, more west in Brooklyn is like you know where things kind of happen. I mean, look, they're all probably cool pockets of whatever you know. Um, I don't know. You know, you've been in Brooklyn longer than I have. Yeah, I mean, I remember back when it was cool to be like oh yeah i'm in the boroughs because manhattan's basic yeah and now everyone's in brooklyn yeah yeah and i'm like oh you're in brooklyn i'm going to manhattan <laughs> like, Ew, Manhattan. i'm like do you have that contrarian instinct or i like, do yeah. no, i'm a total contrarian but i actually am the last couple of weeks now that manhattan's alive again and it's starting to get warmer i'm just like oh wow i yeah. love manhattan and Brooklyn, I just feel like people have become so pretentious. Like, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn, I'm in Orangeburg, I'm in Bushwick. Yeah. Like, you and everyone else. <laughs> Me too. Well, and, but... and, you know, and the rents are crazy anywhere now, yeah. so. Yeah, you're not going to save that much in Brooklyn. But, so that's New York. It's always something going on here. I think, um, like, something I really like for the summer is the and about New York is the possibility of just walking around and getting lost. Yeah. You know, I feel like I haven't even had time to just kind of walk around. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things, especially in this neighborhood. Yeah. You see so many different things, from the NYU kids, to the musicians in the park, to the homeless, (laughs) to the this and the that, like, it's it's so many sites to see. Yeah. So, uh, we love New York. Uh, <laughs> you don't sound that enthusiastic. Well, <laughs> no. It's an off day today. It's an off day. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. So, people are going to have to look out for Matt's photos in the zine when it comes out. More info about that. We're still <laughs> putting it together. Where else can people find your work? Um, they go on my website. Um, or Instagram is great. At Matty... 
they don't want to. They don't want to. Never mind. So. <laughs> now everyone should follow you on Instagram. Look at your website. Yep. And that's that is our podcast. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Okay. Bye. Done and.